Welcome to the YouTube Creators Hub podcast, where we help you conquer the internet one video at a time. We cover everything from how to start a YouTube channel to how to make a video go viral. And now, here's your host, the one and only Dusty Porter. Hello and welcome back to episode 97. That's right, you heard it right, 97 of the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. My name's Dusty, the host of this wonderful show where each and every Wednesday, I provide you with a 30-minute interview with a content creator just like yourself and talk with them about the ins and outs of YouTube life, uh, strategies, techniques, and tips they may have to help you take your YouTube channel and that platform to the next level. Guys, here on the show, we're all about online video, uh, and this past year, we've reached a few different milestones. We surpassed the 1 million download mark before even the 100th episode, which is an extreme accomplishment. We are in the top 8 to 9% of podcast all on iTunes, the biggest podcast provider out there. Um, we've you know, ranked in the top 75, top 50, top 100 uh, in the business and the management and marketing category on iTunes. We are now on three or four different platforms, uh, now on Spotify, on Google Play, on iTunes. We've expanded our reach, and I can't wait for 2018. As with, as with each and every week, I'd like to give a shout out to those folks who went over to iTunes and left us a review. Uh, today, we got two new reviews coming in, giving us a total of 91 reviews guys we got one more week or about a week and a half to get to that 100 mark please go over there and help us surpass the 100 or three digit reviews mark that would be so awesome so this week i want to give a shout out to the first review came in from bro 743588 said i've received a lot of practical guidance from this podcast help me grow my channel to a thousand plus subs congrats highly recommended his youtube channel is youtube.com slash geek skills awesome name man uh, and then the last review for today is coming in from Oripotam, O-R-I-P-O-T-A-M. Great resource for all YouTubers. Just want to say that I really enjoy this podcast. The main reason is that it gives me a look into how different YouTube channels and different niches view YouTube. I agree with that. I think that's one of the most beneficial things about the show as well. I really enjoy how every episode I get an in-depth talk of how the YouTuber grew, what they do to keep growing now, and their strategies on reaching more people and becoming more influential. That's awesome, man. I myself am a new YouTuber. I teach magic tricks, and my channel name is Disky, D-I-S-C-Y. That's awesome, man. One thing I would like to see more of is younger YouTube creators on the podcast. I agree 100%. I myself am 16 and would love to hear other young YouTube creators. Thank you so much for the show. Well, listen, that's something going into the new year that I want to do. I don't know if you've heard over the past couple of months, I had a 16-year-old, an 18-year-old uh, with his father, and then I actually had a, an 11-year-old young lady with her father on the show as well talking about, about her YouTube channel and the, and the father-daughter relationship there. So I agree. Uh, two things going into the new year that I'm going to try to do is get more younger guests on, mixed with what we've done in the past, as well as more ladies, more females. And speaking of some some bad women in the business, some, some bad mama jammas in the YouTube business, today on this week's episode, uh, we're joined by Jess, uh, who obviously, not obviously, but she is a female, and uh, I cannot wait for you guys to hear her story. She reached out to me, and I think she is just what YouTube is all about. Uh, would like to let you guys know that, as always, this show, as every week, is brought to you by the fine folks over at TubeBuddy. Uh, I went to the mailbox with my three-year-old daughter, and you know we're getting a few packages here and there, like everyone around this time of year. 
And uh, I got a couple of packages, and we opened them when we got back in the kitchen, and one of them was a coffee mug from TubeBuddy with the logo, uh, and then I got a, a new a new T-shirt, some new swag, and whatnot. But if you don't know what TubeBuddy is, it is a free browser plugin that can help you take your YouTube game to the next level. Uh, they're always looking to improve. If you want in-depth look at stats, I'm talking a deep dive into stats for your videos, your competitors' videos. Um, if you're wanting to bulk edit uh, end cards and um, you know bulk edit links from previous videos with one fatal one fatal swoop, if you're wanting to bulk upload to Facebook or automatically upload, there's so many great things that I just couldn't continue. If I listed them all off, it'd be a whole episode on in itself. Uh, and if you want to know more about that, go listen to our other show called Two Buddy Express, where every Friday I have about an eight to ten minute really structured episode about one specific topic in relation to YouTube. So this show is an interview-based show, more long-form content, and then TubeBuddy Express is more uh, kind of condensed. So if that's what you're looking for, all of those show notes plus the link to download TubeBuddy will be in the show notes as always. Uh, this will be my last episode before Christmas, so I hope you guys have a wonderful and a Merry Christmas. But with all of that good stuff out of the way, let's go ahead and dive into this week's conversation. I know you're gonna love it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's conversation. I am over the moon excited about this episode. Today, we are joined by Jess, a mechanical engineer who is currently finishing her master's in combustion at ETH Zurich, the Swiss Technical Institute. That's a mouthful. I cre she created the Stimminen YouTube channel and now a podcast dedicated to shining a spotlight on women in STEM science, technology, engineering, and math. She believes that this is important because people need to be able to picture women in these roles. And it's important for girls, younger, to see women in these roles because generally it's very difficult to become someone you've never seen, which I believe is an awesome message. Jess, how are you doing today? I'm great, Dusty. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Absolutely. I know I told you just a brief moment ago before we pressed the record button that uh, I have an almost three-year-old little girl, and I think that anyone doing what you're doing, shining a light on you know women who are doing awesome things, women who are doing things that in the past they may not have been able to do because of politics or whatever it may be, so Congrats on that. A little slow clap for you there. Thank you so much for uh, taking that on and really running with it and using YouTube as the platform to spread that message. So let's talk a little bit, Jess, about your YouTube channel, Stimminen. How did how did it come to be? Yeah, well, so I was actually just on YouTube and I thought, you know, there's everyone is on YouTube. I, so I just thought, OK, I'll look up, you know, female mechanical engineer or female engineer. and the only thing that comes up are TED talks and like why we need more women in engineering. And I, I, I couldn't find anything. So then I just decided, you know what, whatever, I'll just do it myself. <laughs> That's and the then, way it normally works, right? Yeah. And then, um, so at first I was actually kind of scared to get on the camera. So I thought, it, well, it wasn't so natural, you know, the first few episodes. So instead I thought, you know what I'll do? I'll interview other women and so I started off um, posting interviews with other girls at my school, my friends, like other girls in engineering and science, uh, in math. 
and it caught on and I got a lot of messages from girls and from guys. Actually, my audience is like 60% guys, which is really interesting. Now, why, why do you think that is? What, that's a really interesting thing you're doing with, your, with the message you're spreading. You would think it would be primarily females. Why do you think it's a lot of the percentages there is, is our male audience? Well, I think it's because in my interviews, I don't approach the, I don't approach it as you're a girl and you're in engineering. Tell me about that. I approach it as you're an engineer. Tell me about that. And I ask them questions like, okay, what is biomedical engineering? Like, can you explain the different streams? A lot of people, you, you know, most of the time people don't go into engineering, for example, because in grade 11, uh, you don't know what that is. You're like, um, okay, you wear a hard hat. What do you do? <laughs> you do a lot of math. I don't like math. I don't want to do that. So, um, yeah, I just ask the girls a lot of the times to explain, you know, the different streams, what can you do? Um, what they like about it. And that's interesting to, to everyone. And, and you're, you're basically just highlighting women, but you're talking about just the, the topic as a whole. So you're not, I love that. You're not like focusing in on, oh, this is, you know, you're not, you're not bringing it to a point to where you're just, you know, focusing on the point that they're a woman. You're actually focusing on the topic at hand. And that's why your audience is so widespread. Exactly. So rarely, I mean, maybe sometimes, um, I say, oh, um, like, how was it in your school? Because, you know, the biggest thing that I found between Canada, I did my uh, my bachelor's in Canada. The biggest thing between doing my bachelor's in Canada and my master's now in Switzerland is that in Europe, I've found that there's a lot less women prefer, um, pursuing these fields. And it's just because, I mean, from what I see is I think it's because, you know, it's really traditional um, countries like um, you know, Europe is really old and they're really small, all the different countries within Europe. And I think they really try to hang on to their traditions. So like sometimes I would ask like, oh, how is it studying in Switzerland compared to Greece? Like some people I interviewed from Greece or from Poland. And um, so sometimes it'll be questions like that. But generally, it's all about um, you're an engineer. Tell me about that. But so now I've transitioned from not just interviewing women. Now I sort of, I also do, I have two segments. I kind of have, here's an interview like with women in STEM. And I also have my hashtag ask an engineer show. <laughs> so a lot of, because I get a lot of um, questions like, oh, should I be an engineer? Am I too old to be an engineer? Should I do a PhD? Should I do a master's? Um, what kind of engineering should I do? So in order to, like, I, I thought posting once a week wasn't enough because so many people were asking me questions. So now once a week, I also do like just uh, the one minute ask an engineer show. And I try to answer the question in a minute, but I usually ramble on it about three minutes and that is the guys and girls like everyone really loves that segment and let me ask you this then Jess did, did you have any experience previously prior to the YouTube channel uh, with video like editing or video production um, I know you said that you know when you first started you were a little uncomfortable on camera which you know after watching you know a few of your videos I'm, I'm you know I you, you do a great job it seems like you've got a great presence there um, you know on the camera so what was your prior experience and what did you do to kind of get to the point to where you are now to, you know, the videos that you publish are very polished and clean. Thank you. So, um, 
I actually did do a bit of video in like high school and a lot of photography, but none of it was, uh, it was sort of like documentary style. It was never me on camera. So from the production side, I had, I already had a really good camera. I have the Canon 60D. So I already had a really good camera and I had the, I, I think like the cinematography skills or whatever, but in terms of the presence, you know, it's the same thing I, it, you know, that I also face in engineering. It's, you just, you just can't care. You just can't care what other people think. And so I've gone through that in engineering. And then I started the YouTube channel and I was like, man, why am I being so reserved? Like I always, you know, told myself it doesn't matter what other people think. And now all of a sudden I'm pretty much, I just, yeah, it just took a while, but I just don't care anymore what other people think. <laughs> it's amazing what happens when you point a camera at someone. Um, I've said this uh, often in personal conversations, with, whether it's family or friends, and it's amazing when you point a camera at someone, just the psychological thing that it does to a person. Um, it makes you feel subconscious. It makes you feel nervous. And still to this day, when I press record, whether it's on a podcast or on a video, uh, it's to me, it's still a little nerve-wracking, to be honest with you. And I'm sure you, like other creators, have told me feel the same way at certain times. So what did you do uh, as far as to train yourself and to learn all of the basically what you need to know as a creator because you know you do a really good job with your thumbnails and it, you know obviously you told me you listened to this show which I really appreciate you know that and you reaching out to me so what have you done to kind of get to the point that you are now to feel confident not only in front of the camera but confident with the stuff you're putting out on YouTube yeah well so um what I started to do is yeah the big thing is SEO and I learned that Maybe I, I have a friend. Uh, he's also a YouTuber. I don't know if I could mention him. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> but um, he's also an engineering YouTuber, and his name is Jake Voorhees. He runs the 1% Engineering Show. And he was really awesome. He, he, saw, he found my channel. We were both around at the same subscriber numbers. And he was like, wow, this is amazing. I love that you're promoting women in STEM because he's an engineer, and he sees that there's a lack of women. And so he actually interviewed me on his YouTube and then um, he gave me a lot of pointers. And basically, um, so from the thumbnail side, I think I just learned what how to do thumbnails because I watch so much YouTube. <laughs> um, so from the thumbnail side, that's how I learned to do that. Um, but really the main thing was like doing research before you make a video. So sort of like hacking the YouTube system. And it's actually pretty good in terms of engineering because there it's really a niche market and there's not that many on YouTube. Um, so a lot of people are asking questions like, um, how do I, I don't know, like interview tips or like interview tips for engineers or for software engineers, because those type, like these types of interviews, they're technical interviews. They're different than any other types of interviews. So like just doing the research and figuring out what are people searching and can I add value by answering this question? 
So let me ask you this. Let's dig a little deeper into that answer. What are some things that you're doing on the research side of things? So I haven't talked about that too much on this show. Like when you're preparing for a video, a lot of people think that we just press record and then we're done. Like people ask me all the time, like, well, it's easy, right? You just get a person on your podcast, you press record, and it's done. What they don't know or talk about, uh, Jess, and you know this as a podcaster and an interviewer, is the hundreds of emails back and forth trying to line someone up or getting time zones correct or doing the post and pre-edit. I mean, there's so much involved. So what, what, have, what have you found to, to be your kind of secret sauce when it comes to the researching and preparation for a video? Yeah, so what I do, so I have my niche market. It's, it's women in STEM, and it's generally ages. It's like women that have already decided that they want to go into engineering or science. So either in high school or they're already in college, and they're, they're, they just need encouragement to stay in the field. So what I do, like one of the things I do, well, I'll just go through everything I do. <laughs> Basically, I go on YouTube in the search bar, type in women in STEM, and then the top 10 um, cues or queries that come up after that, you like, so the first one is um, women in STEM, the next one, women in STEM fields, the next one, women in STEM fields, TEDx, you know? So I just tried to go through and make a video with the title of each of those, for example. So I, I made a women in STEM fields TEDx video where I go through and I list my top 10 TED Talks that I love that feature women, like a woman in a STEM field. And they're not necessarily talking about I'm a woman and I'm in STEM. Like sometimes they talk about, you know, their research or whatever. And so that video was well received. Um, So basically, yeah, trying to make a video on the top queries of search terms that are related to my niche. So I would do that with just typing it into the YouTube channel. tool, uh, the YouTube search bar or using, uh, the keywords tool. Um, absolutely. Yeah. I use the Google AdWords keywords tool a lot of times. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Um, and also of course the TubeBuddy, um, keyword search, um, tool. I don't, am I saying it right? The... Yeah, no, you absolutely <laughs> are. So you, you are a TubeBuddy, uh, partner as well, huh? You, you're, you're with me on that train. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. There, there's there's so much involved in researching that a lot of times a, a video is made a prior. And let me ask you this question, Jess. Do you think that all of that information can be applied to other niches as well? So like everything you just said, like, you know, people may be listening and they may be thinking, oh, yeah, it works for your niche. But wouldn't you say, as, as I would agree with you, that it would work in any niche across the board? Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, I, as long as you have a specific like niche or niche. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. I've heard it I'm not either. I, I, people always give me a hard time about that. I'm from the South, so that's how I'm going to say okay. it. So. <laughs> um, I mean, as long as you have a specific niche and you're not just making, I don't know, like welcome to my channel. I mean, of course, maybe you should have a welcome video, but you know what I mean? Like um, your titles should be a ref- like, they should be exactly the the same keyword like oh and another thing I use I I guess I didn't really answer your question but I I wanted to say this another thing I use is when I type in my tags I type in these like long sentences like top my what are the top 10 stem TED talks or top 10 stem like I type in these longer um uh keywords that people would probably search for in the YouTube toolbar. But yeah. And, and that's yeah. interesting too, right? Like I call those phrases, like yeah. as opposed to keywords, I call them key phrases and people forget about that sometimes. 
Yeah, but I mean, if I just type in what separately are separately, like, I, I, it's not, I don't think it's going to rank in what, you know, in the word what, like my video, but it will rank in women in STEM. So that's what I try to do. It's like aim for the longer keywords that people are actually typing into YouTube. Sometimes you can uh, get ranked on YouTube or on Google for a longer phrase like that, and that will bring you in way more traffic, more targeted traffic than even keywords would. So that's a great, great piece of advice there from Jess. Let me ask you this, Jess. Speaking of business and monetization, what have you found to be ways that you have monetized or been able to make money from your YouTube channel? Uh, and you know, maybe expound upon those here on the show so our audience can see kind of how you're monetizing or making a business of the, the YouTube channel. Yeah, so I mean, I definitely have a monetization plan, um, which hasn't, uh, like, I haven't started it yet, just because I started my YouTube channel in August. Um, but my plan would, like, in general, I mean, I want to be an engineer, and I'm graduating soon, and I have a job starting in March. So for sure, I'm going to be an engineer. But from the YouTube monetization, starting a business side, I really want to do um, talks. Like I want to be a speaker or sort of try to translate this into speaking engagements in high schools, in my old high school, um, maybe in universities. Because a lot of I, I'm getting a lot of really good um, feedback from people and they ask me really like in general, what I found is that like girls I, I found this in university because I was in, you know, when I was in my bachelor's, some of the the younger sisters of my best friends would email me or send me a message on Facebook to be like, hey, um, my sister told me that you're in engineering. I really want to go into engineering, but I don't know if I'm smart enough or I don't know. And it's just like the little, little fear that would keep people from going into engineering. And so just me telling them, hey, you can do it. There's so many stupid people in my classes. You can do it. <laughs> um, so, so I think just like um, going to high schools and you know uh, trying to line up speaking engagements would be the next step for me. Um, yeah. And how do you think that YouTube is going to open doors for you? So, in in your case you are a promoter of the STEM program. And uh, again, I think that's awesome. So let's talk about the, the YouTube side of things of like, you obviously think there is benefit of of spreading a message on the, the platform that is YouTube. And, and obviously you've branched out and you're doing a podcast now, which obviously I'm a podcaster, I'm all for that. But how do you think the platform that is online video and YouTube in particular is going to be able to help you open some doors for yourself, but also to help other young girls and other young women do what you're doing now? Yeah. Well, for, for myself, I mean, just pe when people see the numbers, like for example, I mean, I, it's not, I don't have that many subscribers, but people start to see the impact that you're making. And I think from that point of view, um, it would really help in obtaining speaking engagements. Um, and for the girls that I'm helping, I mean, it's, it's doing this YouTube is really, really, I, I, I truly believe it's helping people because, okay. So again, I don't have that many people, uh, that are subscribed to my channel, but you know, I'm really enjoying where I am right now because I'm at a point where I'm still answering every single question that I get and every single email that I get. Um, 
And it's really making an impact in people's lives. Like I had one girl message me um, last week and she was like, Hey, I just wanted to know, like, if you can give me some advice on how to stay motivated in school, because uh, I go to school in Egypt and all of the guys here, pretty much they were bullying her, like telling her that she can't be an engineer, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's a hard question to answer, but just being there for someone um, really makes the difference. And she was like, thank you so much. Like I told her you should read books about like other women that have overcome adversity, adversity. And, um, of course, yeah, you just have to like ignore it, but that's really hard to tell someone, but just, you know, being there for people, which I'm able to do at this point, which is great. Um, I mean, if this grows a lot more, my goal is to stay engaged with the community, um, like that is my number one goal. Um, yeah, I'm losing my, my thought. No, I, no, can you tell that no. I'm an engineer? Like I'm having <laughs> trouble speaking. <laughs> no, I love it. You, you are, you are so well-spoken though. You, you really are. You, you can you. tell that you've been doing this for a while and you're very well-spoken. And the, the follow-up question I have to that is what is something that you wish someone would have told you when you first started out on YouTube? When I first started out on YouTube, I think TubeBuddy. <laughs> and I didn't know the research thing beforehand. And that is really the number one, uh, the, the number one thing, because, you know, you can make a video, but if it doesn't rank on YouTube, no one's going to see it in terms of growing, you know, because I'm still growing my channel. I think once you have, you know, a good subscriber base, then you can make, you know, really specific videos for the community. And that's what I try to do right now. I'm doing my, like, my videos that rank, and I'm also making videos for my community. So, for example, I made the other day, or, like, last week, I made a video, um, top 10 uh, or, or 21 STEM gift ideas, because on YouTube, you see gift ideas for girls. And I thought it would be really cool to make one science related, science related gifts that you can get for girls uh, for this holiday season. Um, but I knew it wouldn't rank well in YouTube. But um, I made it anyway, because I was like, this is a good video to make. But in general, the whole ranking, like making a video doing the research so that it ranks is the number one thing that I wish I knew when I first started. Yes, absolutely. No, I I, complete, I could not agree more with that. Sometimes you just have to make a video because you want to make a video, right? And a lot of times those will be successful even if they don't rank very well in YouTube because you're passionate about those videos. And sometimes it's, it's funny to me, some videos that I've done in the past and I'm like, well, it's not going to do very well, but it, it's going to reach the, 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 the small audience I want it to reach. Those are the videos that end up doing very well. So it's, it's very funny kind of how the YouTube algorithm is a mystery to all of us. Uh, we, we, yeah. <laughs> we try, we try to conquer it as much as we can. And, and us YouTube educators like me, we try to say, Oh, we've got it figured out. But in reality, it's a, a moving target and it's so hard to, uh, to figure it out. Now, are there any tools that you use, Jess, like on a weekly basis? I mean, obviously, TubeBuddy. And again, I'm not paying you to say that. They're a sponsor of the show. But no, I, you, you, you use TubeBuddy. So we know that's the, a tool that you use. But are there any tools like hardware, software, internet resource that you use on a weekly basis with your YouTube workflow that you just could not live without? Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely my – so I use two programs for um, video editing. Um, and so the first one I use is iMovie when I don't have to add words on top of my videos because iMovie is just so simple to use. You just put it in, I put my music track and it's done. Um, 
of course, the main thing is like my camera. Um, and that's why it looks so good in iMovie because my camera quality is so good. Um, so like I said, I use a Canon 60D. Um, but when I have to do sort of more um, specialized things with my video editing, then I have Final Cut Pro. It's just that it's such an old version. It gets the, 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 stu- like, the job done. Um, but yeah, I sort of switch between the two depending on how lazy I am. I know that sounds not that good. Um, no, as I, I agree. I love, I've, I've used iMovie a lot of times when I need to, to, to bust out a video really quickly. I, I, I love both those. Programs. Yeah. And then I use, uh, I have a thumbnail editor and I forgot the name. Ah, here it is. Stencil, stencil.com. Okay. Um, I have not heard of that one. I will have to check that out. Yeah. It's kind of like PicMonkey, but it's uh, a lot cheaper. And that's how I use my, <laughs> that's how I make my thumbnails. Um, nice. Yeah. Nice. I love that. Yeah. So there's, there's, it's funny when I ask that question, I, I always seem to think that I, I've, I've heard it all, but every time someone answers that question, they say some other new tool or something I've never heard of. So I, I will definitely check that, uh, check that little image editor out. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this. If you could give a piece of advice to someone emerging on YouTube, someone wanting to start a YouTube channel, what would that piece of advice be? I think it would be, you know, to really try to be self-aware as to and to look at your intentions like are you like for example i I mean if you have a company and you're promoting your company then that's great like i i'm you know i listen to all of gary v daily v all of his podcasts everything so i know that like yeah if you're starting a podcast of course i think you should have video content but sometimes you know some people i don't know if you're just trying to start a youtube channel and it's Um, if you don't have like a niche market and you're not adding value to the community, um, and you just want to do it for yourself, then yeah, that's great. You, you do it, go for it. Um, but if you really want a channel that grows, I think, and that you want to add value to the community, then yeah, my, my advice would be like, really try to be self-aware. Why are you doing it? And then if you know why you're doing it, you're like, Oh, I just want to make my friends laugh. I want to grow my business. I want to spread this message. Um, then go for it. Just remember, remember why you're doing it. Because I think the motivation thing is the, is the number one reason why people quit. They're like, Oh, I still have a hundred subscribers and it's been two months. This is, I thought I was going to explode. And then they quit, you know, but if you already have your, your like intentions, if you remember why you're doing it, then I think it's a lot easier to stick it out. I could not agree with that more. People want everything now, and the the, yeah. the the lack of motivation due to the numbers that people just in their mind think they have to get to to be successful just amazes me. So again, I'm not going to really go on on that because you did a great job eloquently there explaining exactly what I would say. Anyways, now the last question I want to ask you briefly is this, Jess: What is next for your YouTube channel? Like, what are you looking to do next? Like, obviously, this is a great time to ask this question coming to the end of 2017, moving into 2018, uh, and even longer term than that, what what is next for you and your channel? Yeah, so actually, um, the, I can sort of explain how I'm transitioning, not transitioning into podcasts, but expanding. So right now, I have these interviews with girls on my channel, and 
you know, I think it's great content, but it's long form content. And I hear from, I get a lot of feedback saying like, you know, I see this 20 minute video and I have to like budget 20 minutes to watch this video. And I'm like, you know, that's so true. It's, it's kind of difficult to, I, I find that YouTube works a lot better for short term content, like four minutes, five minutes even, or shorter, maybe even six minutes. Um, and I feel so bad having to cut down these great interviews. I feel like it doesn't give the girls justice for like how cool their engineering field is. So what I'm starting to do is instead of having the interviews on YouTube, I'm asking girls to submit like blogs from their work environment because it's so cool to see like this girl's a water resource engineer like look at these ginormous pumps that she gets to work with and then you just have like a vlog style video of like her walking through her you know uh plant and um yeah it, it's just really cool to see and for example my video a day in the life of a mechanical engineer is my most popular video on my channel because I have you know experiments and I'm a combustion engineer so you have fire in there and um I explain my simulations and people get to see ETH Zurich, the technical institute. And so I think just like it's really good to have those visuals. And for the long term content, the interviews, I'm trying to do those more on the podcasting platform. That's what I'm sort of that's what I'm going to try to do in 2018. I mean, I don't know if it'll work. We'll see. If not, then I'll just I mean, I'm going to sort of post on both channels. Like I'll keep putting the interviews on YouTube, um, but I just want to see how it'll work in the podcast. Uh, and I think it'll be extremely successful in podcast form. Uh, just remember your own words. Don't get discouraged by numbers because that, that oh, a yeah. lot of times <laughs> podcasters can get discouraged about that. But it's funny that you said that about that type of content, kind of like the behind the scenes look of like, it's it's the reason why this podcast is as successful as it is because people want, and you, you told me this, Jess, people want to look and see what other creators are doing. Kind of like when, when, when I interview creators, it's kind of giving people a peek behind the door of what successful YouTubers are doing. And and I, I, I for me, I'm not even an engineer. I'm not interested in, in engineering things. But when you just said that about, you know, a water engineer or you're in combustion or whatever, that would be intriguing to me to see kind of the day in a life. Yeah. So I think that type of content is going to be awesome. So uh, before we close out here, Jess, let my audience know where they can get in touch with you on on the internet. Yeah, so on YouTube I'm Staminin, so it's like combining STEM, science, technology, engineering and math, STEM with feminine. <laughs> so Staminin on YouTube or on Instagram it's Staminin vlog, on Twitter, yeah. Um, and then the podcast is Staminin. Awesome. Go check her out. Uh, I will have all of the pertinent links in the show notes. Jess Thank you so much for this conversation. I feel like we could just keep on talking YouTube for another hour. So uh, maybe maybe we can have you on again uh, for another uh, YouTube creator spotlight again. But thank you so much for coming on the show, and we will talk to you later. Thank you so much, Dusty. You've been listening to the YouTube Creators Podcast. We want to thank you and invite you to subscribe to the show, as well as support us on Patreon for great perks, such as having your YouTube channel featured on the show and a link on our website. Until next time, keep uploading those videos.